Welcome to another episode of Crossing Soccer Borders, a podcast focused on the growth of CONCACAF soccer and part of the DynamoTheory.com podcast network. I am Rudy. And I am Rodrigo. And today we have plenty of CONCACAF soccer to go, but before we get started, Rodrigo, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, been kind of a slow week uh, back at work, you know. Um, the weekend was somewhat eventful. Uh, ended up going to the outlet and actually got myself a pair of new shoes that I really needed because my dog, you, how's your, how's your week going? It's going good, but it froze when you said my dog. I'm assuming, I, I'm assuming your dog ate your shoe. Yeah, he destroyed two of them. Um, mine wasn't too bad. Actually, I had been thinking of downgrading uh, my truck. So I actually ended up selling my truck on Saturday. I've been driving dad's car for a little bit, but I'm trying to find something, uh, a small SUV to buy. But that's, that was kind of my weekend. Um, but I guess we nothing crazy happened this weekend for sure, apart from soccer games from the Gold Cup. So we can jump into the first matchup that we had, the first quarterfinal between Qatar and El Salvador. And Rodrigo, I think we hit on the dot um, when we talked about how Qatar has just been on fire. You know, as of late, just kind of in a good rhythm. And they took out a win against El Salvador, man. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, honestly, um, we saw a pretty, you know, dominating side from Qatar. And then it kind of got a little bit closer uh, to, um, to the end of the game. But overall, Qatar just seems like they've been dominating. Um, we kind of talked about and joked around that maybe Qatar, you know, trying to get their way into the final um, somehow. Um, but no, they've been playing really well. And El Salvador, you know, they've been showing a pretty good level too. So it, to be fair, you know, it was a pretty even match that um, Qatar took the win, win from this one. Yeah, especially with like an, uh, a Salvadorian team that has been playing pretty good. Uh, with all the new additions and new faces, um, they have plenty of MLS experience and, of course, just playing in the U.S. Um, because of their coach, Hugo Perez, that brought in a lot of new uh, players to the miss as he barely took over a couple months ago. So, El Salvador is looking good. I mean, yes, it's, it's kind of sad that they ended up going out the way they did, but at least they put up a, a fight. Like you said, they kind of kept it close. That's what happens, right? I mean, Qatar scored like in the second minute and then like again before 10 minutes in, it was already 2-0. So sometimes it's hard to come back from that for sure. Um, Anything else you want to add on this or you want to jump to the next matchup? No, we can jump to the next matchup. Um, just disappointed that, you know, El Salvador, an actual CONCACAF uh, region team, ended up getting knocked out by an outsider. Yeah, and, and I mean, we mentioned the fact that, I mean, you know, having like somebody being invited, nobody ever wants to lose to them. And Qatar did their part in the group stages and, of course, now in the quarterfinals and going through to the semis. So talking about, um, I guess we can go to who they're going to play. So we'll move to the matchup of United States and Jamaica. The United States look OK. Uh, I think the big question to me was why did we not see much of Leon Bailey with Jamaica? Uh, I was very surprised to see him on the bench. Um, and I don't even think he suited up, if I'm not mistaken. Or didn't get any um, minutes, which, I, I mean, unless it was like a big injury or anything like that. But, I mean, he seemed fine in the past few games. so And he was probably their playmaker. So, very surprising not to see him. Uh, Rodrigo, your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, man, I was 
surprised at Leon Bailey, you know, like I saw the lineup and I'm like, why is he on the bench? Um, and then I was trying to read into it, you know, like maybe he got injured, maybe something going on. The only thing I had seen was that he had like some kind of toe injury coming into this tournament. But I mean, he played, you know, the first two games and then obviously the Costa Rica game, there was really nothing that we're really playing for exactly. Um, so he, you know, he was uh, rested. And, you know, thinking like, oh, okay, he's going to come into this um, to this game against the U.S. pretty healthy. And then he just goes straight to the bench and doesn't even get a single minute in. Um, that was pretty strange. strange. Um, and, yeah, the U.S., you know, they've been pretty slow, uh, per se, you know, or not slow. Um, they've been having, you know, they've just been playing, not dominating. Um, I, don't, I can't find the right word. Um but they've been, you know, they've been winning. So that's really what matters. Um, obviously not a strong team they're competing with, uh, but they're finding ways to win and they're doing just the necessary to score one goal. It, you know, and it's been either an early goal or a late goal. Um, and this one, you know, it just got them through. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they haven't been dominating, but I mean, you look at the uh, stat sheet and the stat sheet kind of tells you, um, you know, obviously almost 70% possession against Jamaica. Shots pretty similar, shots on target pretty similar, but they got that goal that you know, that no matter how you scored it, it counts. And they're doing you know what they need to be doing, which is winning. So we can't complain that they're now beating teams. Um, even though, like we had mentioned, um, you know, being this year C team, B team, whatever you want to call it, they're gonna miss a lot of that chemistry. And you know, it's, it's one of those that they have been pretty playing pretty well even with very, you know, a lack of minutes together as a team or as a unit. Um, but they've been looking good. Uh, you know, now going back to what the semifinal will be, uh, playing against um, Qatar, you know, again, Qatar is a, it's a team that it's um, in a good rhythm. It seems like, you know, they can play offensively. They're very strong. I mean, they, they you know, playing against Honduras and the, in the group stages and then against El Salvador, they come out, you know, hitting all cylinders straight off the bat. So uh, the U.S. is probably, this is going to be, um, you know, their cha a very challenging match, kind of like what we expected out of Canada. And of course, I think this this is going to go down to who can score first and who can keep that lead. Rodrigo, you want to add anything on the Qatar U.S. Um, being played on Thursday at 6.30? I think this one's in Austin too. So Q2 stadium should be a packed one being that it's a small stadium and, you know, the fans are going like uh, soccer crazy currently. Yeah, this is going to be a really interesting match, especially, if, um, you know, we can potentially have a team outside of CONCACAF be in a final. I believe the last one that... Um, it was out of the region. It was Brazil in the 2003 final against Mexico. And Mexico ended up taking that one. But, you know, recently there hasn't been one. So I'll find it pretty, you know, it'll be pretty hard for the U.S. not to make the final, especially with all the criticism they've been through with this team um, that they've chosen to take for this competition. Um, but Qatar, we've seen them dominating and scoring lots of goals. So I, I can at least see them putting one or two away um, and hopefully the U.S. can show the same kind of power and we'll have an exciting game. Yeah, and, and um, going to, I guess, the next uh, or the quarterfinal, 
against Mexico and Honduras. Um, obviously, Mexico uh, ended up beating Honduras 3-0. And like I said, Honduras was very handicapped. You know, I'm surprised Minor Figueroa, like their captain, was able to play. Um, but, you know, having Albert Delis injured, which it looks like he's going to have a, a nice setback. Then Romel Kyoto definitely not at 100%. And having a few, or even their coach not even being on the bench um, due to COVID, it was just a matter of time, you know, that <laughs> Mexico is going to take full advantage. Um, now that they haven't conceded a goal, which is pretty good, right, um, for Mexico. And uh, what they were looking at was to be consistent. It seems like their their team, their players are finally kind of meshing together well. Um, and we knew that Honduras was not going to be um, the Honduras of like the beginning of this tournament just because of so many injuries. But Rodrigo, what do you want to add on that? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, this was some Mexico we were waiting for. Um, the team looks a lot better. They were dominating. You know, everybody's smiling, happy to play, be on the same field. Um, we see, you know, three early goals and that honestly, that just did it for them. Um, they really didn't have to had anything else to prove other than, you know, just get the win at that point. But the team looks good. Uh, I really liked what I saw. And um, Honduras didn't have their strongest team out there, but it at least showed that, you know, Mexico, it's ready to compete in the semifinal for this tournament and go, you know, in hopes to go into the final. Yeah, so far from Mexico, uh, they'll be facing Canada, which uh, for that quarterfinal that Canada was a part of, they faced Costa Rica and then ended up winning 2-0. Costa Rica, you know, early on and before the Gold Cup, we mentioned how this group of Costa Rican players or a lot of a bunch of them are kind of part of their golden <clears throat> their golden generation. So a lot of them are just, you know, Older players with a lot of experience, you know, you have Brian Reese and in this matchup, he came from the bench, but not necessarily did much to help the team. And, you know, you guys said so Borges, I think missing a key player like Kaylor Navas, it brings so much to this table. Uh, it's a big, you know, deal uh, to a team like like Costa Rica. And as much as they have, you know, they do have some young talent, obviously. Um, it's just not there yet. You know, it's not the same Costa Rica that we're used to seeing. And Canada stepping it up, right, with a bunch of guys that mostly play in the MLS. Um, but having a few players that do play in Europe. And, of course, missing, like, their best player and probably the best left back um, in the world being Afonso Davis. And, then obviously, their striker, Jonathan da uh, David. They still did a great job. Um, Junior Hoylade ended up scoring the first goal and then their player um, I don't know if I can pronounce this right but Steven Estuakio Estuakio um, has been you know a very good player for them so far I believe he plays in Portugal for uh, Pastos Ferreira um, where our, our Arturo Alvarez who we interviewed he played there too um, but the guy has been on fire I mean he's been scoring pretty good goals and uh offset pieces and why not and and the team it looks very solid this semifinal mexico versus canada here in houston at nrg uh the stadium is gonna be packed i saw a tweet that said that there are about a thousand uh tickets away from capacity 
That was a couple hours ago, so I'm sure it's going to be sold out stadium. And right now, uh, people selling the stick resale tickets are ridiculous. Um, but no, I, I expect this to be a good, uh, good semifinal. Uh, hoping Mexico again. I'm gonna be a little biased, but I'm hoping that Mexico ends up passing Canada. But you know, there's 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 a lot going on in this uh, matchup. But Rodrigo, you want to touch on any of that that I just rambled on? Um, when I first looked into this game, uh, Canada versus Costa Rica. Honestly, on paper, I thought Costa Rica had the better team coming up. Um, Canada had been struggling um, on the last few matches, and I was surprised, honestly, that Canada ended up going through or even finding, you know, the two goals that they had. And from Costa Rica, like you mentioned, um, older players, older generations, and um, the key players that stood out obviously the most were um, Duarte and Calvo, which were probably, you know, their defensive clearances and everything they tried to, you know, keep Canada away from the goal um, was probably the best thing that Costa Rica had in this game. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough to, you know, keep the two goals out. But Canada, with what they've showed, like you mentioned, Jonathan David, Alfonso Davis, you know, key players m missing from the squad, um, they really hadn't showed much. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting for them to go through against Mexico. Obviously, it's not going to be an easy task uh, for any of the teams, but Mexico does kind of have that home field advantage, as you mentioned, um, being so close to the Mexican border. You know, Canada's all the way up there, so... We kind of get a, a little bit of um, an advantage there. And yeah, man, I, I wish I could go. I'm, I'm sure you wish you could go too. And we'll just see what happens uh, Thursday night. Yeah, and I think uh, like we know, you know, obviously this telltale looking at the semifinals and, you know, the final has always been kind of set up for a U.S. versus Mexico uh, matchup. But this here, this two semis are not easy. I think... Look at it, uh, you know, both of them are going to be very, very uh, good matches. Uh, but, you know, the way a team like Atar is playing, man, you never know. They can come out and pull, you know, an upset against the U.S. And Canada too, right? I mean, Mexico has been playing good. They haven't uh, gotten a score on. But Canada does have some very talented players. They could, you know, punch a goal or two into Mexico and you know be the first ones to uh, uh get a goal uh against their defensive error and, you know for mexico to not have a clean sheet anymore um and you just never know i mean how do you react right uh when you have got haven't gotten scored on and say canada happens to score one or two goals early what do you do so it should be a fun fun to watch yeah i definitely wish i was there sadly i'm 99 sure i won't be there but i'll definitely be watching it at home and uh, looking forward to what the Gold Cup final is going to look like. Hopefully, uh, we, we won't record before it, but hopefully we're here talking about, you know, a good matchup no matter who's in the final. Rodrigo? Yeah, um, my hopes is that we see, you know, Mexico against the U.S., uh, two nations that we're really close to. And, um, and us being, I guess, Mexican, um, wanting that revenge against the U.S. based on that last tournament of the Nations League. Um, but, you know, at the same time, Qatar would be an interesting opponent um, or interesting team to go into the final just because they have so much to prove as they're hosting the next World Cup. And, um, you know, it, it just kind of shows they, they need to be 
um, shown in the big uh, screen, the big game, um, for them to, I guess, be taken a little bit more seriously and why they deserve to be hosting this tournament, the World Cup tournament. Well, I mean, we know why they deserve it because they paid good money for it, right? But <laughs> taking apart a, from that, yeah, FIFA controversies for sure. But I think, um, you know, they've done a good job of setting up like a good structure for the national team. And, you know, since they knew the fact that they were going to get the tournament, they put a lot of money into having like a very good, I guess, staff coaches around the Qatar national team and the league, right? Like, I mean, you see players like Xavi, hell, even like the Mexican uh, Hector Moreno, like our defender, he played there uh, for about a year. So they're trying to do their best to get their players ready uh, for this uh, World Cup. Um, that means a lot, right, for them. But yeah, hopefully this is a good final. Uh, and I, that's all I have for the final. But I do want to mention, um, this is going to be a very short episode, but I do want to mention that uh, obviously Houston Dynamo will be playing as well. Uh, being, again, that we are Houston Houston Bay show, and that's a team that we follow as Rodrigo wears his Dynamo colors. Um, we do want to let you guys know that obviously being part of the Dynamo theory.com network uh to follow 442 christian does a good job uh talking about the dynamo i think he just had a new uh, episode come out um and of, co- of course follow the page uh the guys there dustin sack and Derek, um do a very good job uh posting articles i haven't posted an article in a while uh lately we've been the dynamo uh with like a huge tie streak that we keep accumulating a bunch of uh, draws on but anyways i'm pretty much done rodrigo you want to add anything uh for our listeners and yeah definitely too i do want to add one last thing being that follow us on social media make sure that you subscribe share like um in our instagram and twitter and of course wherever you listen to this podcast make sure you subscribe give us a review comment you know We definitely want some feedback. It's kind of hard sometimes because we know we have listeners, but we want to know kind of what you guys think and what, you know, you want to hear more. And um, God willing, uh, it seems like we may get Tyler Pasher and Darwin Seren, uh hopefully next month um, to interview. And that'd be pretty cool to add to this podcast. Um, you know, talking, probably going to mention Talk, or I mean, Seren's um, uh, run for the Gold Cup is over, but it'd be good to know kind of, you know, his perspective on how Salvador is looking um, towards the uh, World Cup qualifiers. And of course, Pasher is there. So who never, who knows? We may be talking to a Gold Cup champion. But anyways, Rodrigo, what's up? What do you want to add, man? Yeah, apart from uh, CONCACAF Gold Cup, um, just wanted to bring up the Summer Olympics um, from I guess the CONCACAF region that made it, which Honduras and Mexico, Honduras, unfortunately, um, they were sent home today. And then Mexico's actually going into uh, the quarterfinal against South Korea. Um, early, early games. So, you know, we'll, we'll be rooting for Mexico. Um, hopefully they can bring another medal back. Um, And something we don't really talk about, but on the women's side, uh, Canada and the U.S., they both made it into their quarterfinals as well. Uh, Canada will be facing Brazil and the U.S. is going to be facing the Netherlands. 
Yeah, and there's plenty of Dash players in all of that tournament, including Rachel Daly playing for Great Britain, which also made it through to the knockout stages. But Rodrigo, hey, I always get to do it. Man, go ahead and close us out, dude. Just do it, dude. I don't know. Ooh, all right. I'll close this out. <laughs> don't add that. Don't add that. Don't throw it in my corner. Oh, I'm going to add it. I'm going to totally add it. But, um, all right, just that that's pretty much it for today, tonight, whatever. Rodrigo is like, maybe they listen in the morning. Maybe they listen in the afternoon. True. But whatever it is, keep crossing soccer borders.